Hey everyone and welcome back to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. I'm so excited to have you join me today as we land in Romans chapter 12, which is kind of one of the watershed moments in the book of Romans. Now, if you've been with us up to this point, the, the first 11 chapters, we've been doing a lot of theology. We've been walking through how mankind lacks the righteousness of God, and so we stand condemned. We've seen how there's nothing we can do to earn that righteousness, and we've seen how Jesus is the, the righteous one, that he has provided righteousness for us, that when we trust in him, when we have faith in him, we receive this righteousness. We also have seen in, in Romans 9, 10, and 11 how uh, God's righteousness has uh, how he has sovereignly overseen the uh, the giving of this righteousness in his son, Jesus Christ, throughout history and how he's even still at work in the nation of Israel. And uh, and this is all to to show his glory and to be for him. So, so he will be glorified forever. And now we get to chapter 12. And so these last five chapters are really, this is the application section of the book of Romans. The idea is, uh, look at everything God's done, and now, based on that, what does it look like for us to live as believers in Jesus? And so this is really the beginning of that. And uh, in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, it's kind of hard not to talk about these two verses. They really set the standard, they set the tone for the rest of the book. And so uh, I'm going to kind of take the low-hanging fruit today. There's uh, just about any verse in this chapter we could do an Ancient Ways video on. Uh, but I want to look at the, the first two verses of Romans 12 and, and kind of set us up for understanding what it looks like to, to live in light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so here we go. I skipped ahead there. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. The Apostle Paul says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, now let's let's just stop here for a second. The mercies of God. This is God not not giving uh, the just punishment to you and to me that we deserve for our sins. These mercies of God. This is everything that the Apostle Paul has been writing in chapters one through chapter eleven. He he's been describing God's mercy upon the unrighteousness that that exists in us. Who we are is those who are unrighteous, and yet he has given us mercy and he has made us righteous. The mercy of God is ultimately encapsulated in Jesus and in, in his death and his resurrection. This is God's great mercy displayed to mankind who, who do not deserve his mercy at all, who do not deserve his love. We don't deserve salvation, and yet he has given it to us. And so he says, I appeal to you. I, I beg you. I plead with you. Because of everything that God has done in Christ, here's what you are to do. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. He says, take this life you live, your body, the, 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 this life that you have, and present it as a sacrifice that is living He's not saying you should go and, and lay down on an altar and, and die, but instead you should daily present your body at, on that altar saying, this life that I live, this day that I have, everything about my life right now, it is a sacrifice unto you, Lord. Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. He says, holy. This means that we live a life that is holy. Set apart as pure for God's purposes. 
We, we aren't to go and say, I'm going to live a life that, uh, that is pursuing sinful lifestyle. I'm going to live a life that is pursuing a selfish lifestyle. I'm going to do whatever I want, God. I mean, you've given me all of these amazing mercies, and now I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. I'm going to do me. No, no, no. Live a life that is holy, that is pure. And this is acceptable to God. He says, which is your spiritual worship? You realize in the worship service, you worship God when you when you lift your voice and you sing about his glories. But do you realize right now as you're listening to this, in a, in a very real sense, as you grow in your faith, you are worshiping God. When you serve your neighbor, when you care, moms, when you care for your children, fathers, as you lead your family, as you pray together, as you study the scripture together, you are you are performing spiritual worship. And it goes on. It says, do not be conformed to this world. Uh, I remember this being described as being squeezed into the mold of this world. The reality is we live in a world that wants you to think the way it thinks and act the way it acts and talk the way it talks. We live in a world that wants you to, to follow a certain system an educational system, a philosophical system, a, a sexual moral system, the entire world. It is, it is aimed at getting you to be conformed, crammed into the, the mold of the world so you look exactly like everyone else. This is do not do this. Because of the mercies of God, you present your body, your life as a living sacrifice. And so do not be conformed to this world. What is the alternative? But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. See, the alternative is to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. How does your mind face renewal? How is your mind renewed? Your mind is renewed the more and more the word of God washes over it. The more and more the word of God fills your mind, it's renewed, it's transformed, it's changed so that you think the way God thinks, so that you have a worldview that matches with the way God sees the world. And guess what? He is the one that made the world. And so he has the ultimate worldview. He has the perfect worldview. I think about this in our modern day and the way our apps, every once in a while, you'll get a notification that says your app needs to be updated. And you'll watch it, you, you press update, and you'll see that the, it kind of, it, it fades out a little bit, and then there's like a timer that spins around as the app updates. This is, this is how I think our minds are meant to be renewed. Every day we open the word, every day we study the word, every day maybe you listen to these videos and this gives you a deeper or a clearer understanding of the teaching and the application of scripture. And so you, you have your mind renewed daily, ultimately by the word of God as the spirit guides you in truth. And then it says by, that by testing, you may discern, you may understand, you may, you may be able to see what's true and what's false. You can know what is the will of God. The will of God is not what Mike says it is. It's not what your heart says it is. It's not what the culture says it is. The will of God is what God has revealed in his word. You can know what is the good and acceptable and perfect. And we live in a world that wants to redefine good. 
We live in a world that wants to redefine acceptable. We live in a world that wants to redefine what is perfect. But listen, all of those redefinitions, they are an affront to what is actually good and acceptable and perfect. Because you want to know what is actually good and acceptable and perfect? Well, it's God. He is the standard. And his word is the revealed standard. And so when our mind is renewed, we are no longer conformed. And as our mind is renewed and we're no longer conformed to this world, then we live as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable because of the mercies of God. Not because of what you do to earn God's salvation, but because God's salvation has been freely given. His mercy has been lavishly poured out. And now you live a life that is completely different than the world around you. This is, this is maybe the ultimate ancient way for our modern day. The ultimate ancient way for our modern day is to live a life as a sacrifice that pleases God because of everything God has done for you. You know, I, I encourage you, as this comes to a close, to take some time and say, how am I not living a life that is pleasing to God? What ways am I not living in light of the mercies of God? And then take this moment to, to repent, to turn away from those moments and turn away from that lifestyle and then to rejoice that you have been forgiven abundantly, that God's mercy has been poured out upon you, that you are not con condemned. There is now no condemnation, but instead you find grace and mercy over and over. And so you are free to live as a, as a sacrifice with your mind renewed, live a life that is holy and acceptable to God.